I'm Alex Melleris. And I'm Taisei Fu. And we have just witnessed All-Star Weekend in the National Hockey League. I use the term witness loosely because I watched like some of the highlights of the skills competition and then had the second two out of the three games of the All-Star Games Day on in the background while I did other things. Um, but before we get into the festivities and the players and the things that they did and all that, uh, you actually texted me after last week's episode saying, oh, I forgot to mention that Machine Gun Kelly is performing at the All-Star Game. Remind me next week to talk about that. So so why don't you take it away talking about the, the musical act, the halftime show? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for the reminder, first of all. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's always really funny. I find uh, all of these, you know, whatever the NHL market, NHL's teams, when they do marketing uh, for these kind of events, it always, you know, it's like they're not quite in tune with things. Uh, and it gives the vibe that they're all of their collective marketing departments are like, you know, have like only one ear tuned to any sort of popular culture. And this is how you get, you know, a guy like Machine Gun Kelly as your feature musical act for your all-star game. Um, I just, you know, like, it's like, obviously, you know, we, we, you know, if you've been looking at Twitter in any sense uh, recently, uh, you'll see Machine Gun Kelly's name pop up a few times, uh, mostly because of his, you know, relationship with uh, Megan Fox. They're engaged. It's a whole thing. We, you know, like they fucking drink each other's blood. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but, you know, that's what the novelty is, right? Like, it's like they're a crazy ass couple who do crazy ass things with each other. And none of it ever talks about Machine Gun Kelly's music. Which I'll point out, none, none of it. You know, I haven't heard any of Machine Gun Kelly's music. It's What's spiking that? a lot. It's spiking a lot when he started yelling. Okay, all right. Let me, let me just turn it down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I heard about his music. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I think I think you're peeking a bit too. So, uh, I you know. Oh, that, that was on purpose as a joke. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't heard anything about machine. I haven't heard any of Machine Gun Kelly's music. I haven't heard anybody talk about Machine Gun Kelly's music. I think he does rock, like like heavy metal. That's my sus- suspicion. It's my hunch. Yeah, kind. I think so. All right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's Machine Gun. So uh, fair. Yeah, exactly. So you know, but yeah, leave it to the NHL to kind of hire this guy as a musical act. Um, you know, it kind of worked though. I think I think it's not more. It's not about the musical quality so much as it is you know. Maybe get some eyes on the game. Apparently, Megan Fox is in attendance. So, you know, you got the paparazzi showing up. That's more people in the stands. So, uh, there we go. The NHL marketing department strikes again. Uh, and uh, I'm here for it. It's it, it, it's bad. It's always kind of bad uh, in some sort of way. But uh, it's inherently funny because it's like, man, I could probably do a better job than, than this. A better job at booking talent or a better job at playing music at the All-Star game? <laughs> Uh, I, well, I can't, I can't comment on Machine Gun Kelly's musical competence. So, but uh, so I can't comment on the latter. But I, I will say, probably recruiting the talent, or at least the talent evaluation. Okay, I was just telling you, Machine Gun Kelly's one of these people who everything I know about them is against my will, um, and almost all of it is about his relationship with Megan Fox. And yeah, they drink their blood and stuff. And of course, there was a whole "I am weed" meme that took off for a little while back. And then I saw one. I think maybe one of the most recent ones that the engagement ring he got for Megan Fox has like thorns on it so that it hurts to take off because love is pain or whatever. Uh, and people were like, wow. Um, first of all, that, that reads is kind of abusive. Uh, and also, isn't she an actor? Meaning that she's going to have to like take it off 
pretty regularly to like be in movies and stuff. But anyway, uh, it's one of those things where like, really, I don't need to, I don't care about you. Why does it feel like I'm like one of your closest friends and knows all the intimate details about your relationship? Anyway, I find all these musical acts um, at any sporting event, really, or any musical act at a place that isn't a musical place. That's just like, and we also have musicians here to perform. It, it always sucks. And here's why. Because as a musician, uh, I feel comfortable in saying that most musicians uh, are very desperate for attention and validation. And they, wa- they want to feel like all eyes are on them. So even when they're not the main event, they're going to act like they're the main event. So, you know, it's intermission at the All-Star Game. Everyone's up going to the bathroom, going to get their food uh on their phone whatever not paying attention because the reason they're there isn't happening right now it's break time and machine gun kelly and his band comes out and all of a sudden and you can tell and it's not just him it's everyone who ever performs any of these things it's like all right it's our time to shine boys let's blow them away and they're playing and you know he's got this like big passionate face on like i'm spreading my message to the masses or whatever and it's like you're so embarrassing. No one cares about you. And I feel like there is a type of mu- musician who would who would know that. Like, you know, get a jazz musician. Jazz it would be great. Play, get some mood music, you know. Or honestly, you know what would go over a thousand times better than any live musical act? If you brought back Beethoven from the dead, it wouldn't be as great as just playing the the me channel from the Wii. Dun da dun dun da 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 da. Play that over the loudspeaker for twelve minutes. It's going. It'll be, it would be absolutely remarkable. There. That that's that's my thought. So yeah. Upon further evaluation, I may not be qualified for the job of NHL marketing, but I think I think you're you're destined for great things in that department. Uh, because, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's certainly better than Machine Gun Kelly, um, who provides and you know cheaper too. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, who you know at this point becomes mediocre to bad, like bathroom background music, and like that—that's the NHL's like budget. Like, come on, come on. There are better ways to spend money on like better music. So, uh, yeah, all your ideas. Hell yeah, you're absolutely right. Have some mood music on. Uh, from what I can tell, Machine Gun Kelly's music isn't exactly mood music, uh, unless you're feeling like particularly angry or something, uh, which uh, I don't know why you'd be feeling that in an All Star game. So. You know, uh, it doesn't make much sense in that sense. And your ideas, got to say, uh, exponentially better. Exponentially better. I mean, like, think of the memes that you can generate by having the me song play at the background. It's just, you know, everybody's in a good mood. Meanwhile, you ask, like, half the people at the All-Star game yesterday, and, you know, most of them will answer, you know, what do you think of the Machine Gun Kelly performance? Sorry, I got nothing to say. I was taking a dump. Uh, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It was distract. It was too loud. It distracted me from my dump. Yeah, I couldn't enjoy my dump. Couldn't move my bowels properly. It was some bullshit uh, and uh, and other uh, sort of things. Oh, I saw. Apparently, there's like a, some lines in one of the songs he's saying that was like, "I'm in love with an emo girl" or whatever. Uh, I have no idea if that's the melody or how it goes, but those are the lyrics. And someone tweeted like, "Do you, how many of these NHL All Stars do you think know what an emo girl is?" <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a very uh, era specific, isn't it? Um, if you're on Twitter now, you probably don't know what an emo girl is. You gotta, you gotta be. <laughs> that's some 2012 shit. Uh, but yeah, Machine Gun yeah. Kelly sounds like a guy. You know, maybe his music was more relevant in 2012. I feel like you know, 
That's what else. I, I I think that's it. Really? I think so. Uh, he doesn't seem like mm-hmm. a like a newcomer on the stage. You know, I'm googling this shit right now. Uh, but yeah, if you, you have anything else to add before I uh, pull up Machine Gun Kelly's Wikipedia page? Uh, no. I I honestly, if you had told me when did Machine Gun Kelly get famous, I would have said like I don't know, 2019 or something. Well, there we go. I was no abs- idea. I was absolutely correct. Uh, his uh his his peak uh was when he uh, he got famous out in. When he released four mixtapes between 2007 and 2010. Mixtape? Yeah, that's right. Isn't and, he like uh, 31 years old? Uh, let's see. Yes, he, he is so indeed he was, 31 years old. He would have been 16 then. Damn. Good for him. Shout out. Uh, yeah, he was like 17. God damn. Uh, and uh, yeah, his breakout single was, uh, or his, sorry, breakout debut studio album, 2012. So this was, uh, I'm not, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't too far off the mark. This guy's, uh, a 2012 era musician who's still who's still riding high in the press now. If they want to take a 2012 era musician, they could have gone after Carly Rae Jepsen oh, or Owl City that. or both yeah. of them. We don't even have to try. It's always a good time. See, that's that's inherently better background music for anyone. You know, oh, a hundred percent. So it's like, uh, uh-huh. come on, heavy that. metal's like the worst thing to play at like break time. Yeah, no, it, it demands too much. It commands too much attention. Or it demands. It doesn't command. It demands too much attention. Um, uh-huh. Remember yeah. that idea we had a couple years ago to make a song that goes like, it's between whistles at the sporting <laughs> event that they could uh, they could play between whistles at sporting events? Absolutely. And and I we, I still stand by that. It was your idea, but I still stand by that it's a, a successful one. It would be hilarious. Yeah, Are you kidding me? It. it would be a bit that wouldn't <laughs> age poorly. So yeah, so I think we, we set out, since you seem to be the one with all the good ideas, um, you, you get your foot in the door with like the me and the jazz musician, uh, you know, bits as, as you know, proposals. And then once you're really entrenched, now you can throw out, you know, revolutionize the, the break music <laughs> industry and in sporting events. <laughs> yeah, you know the untapped market. I I would love to see one and one full NHL game where that's every stoppage and play. It's that song, never anything else. It would be so funny, and people would hate it. <laughs> it, <would be laughs> it would be so funny, uh, and we would make it like just annoying enough where like you can tolerate it, but it's still really annoying. Yeah, I you know I on a completely different note, I just had a thought. I don't. You know, like people have stage names. Where did Kelly come from in Machine Gun Kelly? That is complete. I just had that well, thought because stage names just they come out of of you know you come up with stuff. You know, doesn't always come from somewhere. Fair enough. All right. Uh-huh. Um. Anyways, back you know, to the topic. You know, Dylan was a stage name. Oh really? You know, but his I real know. name is yeah. His his actual last name is Zimmerman. Robert Zimmerman. Oh okay. I was gonna. <laughs> so he kept the bob. He kept the bob. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see. Uh hmm. Okay, Robert Zimmerman. Interesting. Wait, what are you humming? Are you trying to think of a stage name or something? No, I was like, uh, I was googling his ass because I uh oh. forgot what he looked like. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we have uh we have established the 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 ideal. What's it? Not pattern, but model to 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 follow. Yes. Uh, in future uh-huh. events, and uh, so you can avoid irrelevant musicians. Um, like you know, Machine Gun Kelly, who you know is only relevant in in the tabloids, as they say. The tabloids, <laughs> the British tabloids, next to That's the right. Queen. I mean, all right. Anyway, 
Um, let's move on to the actual All Star stuff. Um, I want to ask you a question. Um, uh, if you were one of these people who like to gamble, place bets on things, uh, and you were looking at the lineup for the Breakaway Challenge, and you said, you know what? I think Trevor Zegris is gonna win this one. I'm gonna put down twenty bucks on this, and then you're watching the Breakaway Challenge, and Trevor Zegris does the most amazing thing you've ever seen. You're sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to make some money. Then Alex <laughs> Petrangelo comes out in front of his home crowd, gets all the Vegas drummers to like make a little parade line for him. Alex Petrangelo skates forward like a normal, shoots the puck way over the net, and then hits a drum a few times. And John Hamm says, 19 on 10. And then you've lost $20. <laughs> How would you feel? Oh, man. I can't believe they let people bet on this shit. Uh, it's, it's, it's an outrage. You know, it would be it would be less aggravating if if John Hamm didn't give a 19 on 10. <laughs> Absolutely. And they let it count. They gave him the win based on that. And, and what's John Hamm doing there anyways? That, that's what I was thinking. It's hilarious. They like, you know, they have they have fucking John Hamm as a judge for the breakaway challenge and like nothing else. Um, I guess he had nothing better to do on like a Saturday night, uh, but I thought that was really funny just to start things off. That that John Hamm was there, um, and not only that, who is he? He gave someone a seven, right? Uh, what was it? Who did he say he gave? Like like uh, was it Debrincat? Yeah, like everybody gave him a ten, but then like he gave him a seven. So you know, like this guy, this guy, what are, what are we what are we doing here? Letting this guy judge things that we're betting on. Um, but yeah, no, Alex Petrangelo had like by far, if we look at the other, uh, you know. The other contestants, the worst breakaway. Um, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was, it was so a, cringe. It was a disaster. It's fucking cringe. He missed the net. Didn't he miss the it net? Wasn't, it wasn't cringe. It was just bad. It was just like, oh, yeah, my for my bit, I'll bring the drummers down. And then, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I don't know. I'll shoot at the net. Yeah, no, he didn't even, <laughs> he didn't even do anything good with the puck. Like, no, like, do you know if he, if he, if he, like, actually scored? You know, he didn't score. He, he shot the score. puck over the net. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, he had one job. He had one job, and he failed. Uh, they even, you know, he even had drummers light up the path for him to take, and he still missed the net. And, and uh, you know, which, sure, it's a fine breakaway challenge attempt. It's not a winner's attempt. It's not a winner's attempt. The other ones, you know what? You know, this marked, the you know, the return of the breakaway challenge after, like, what, a six-year hiatus? And I thought it was very successful. Generated a lot of buzz. I saw, I you know, I was compelled to go on YouTube and watch the whole thing because, uh, well, at least on two times speed, but, you know, still watched it anyways, gave him <laughs> the view count. Uh, and, uh, you know, because, you know, the highlights were on there, everybody's talking about it. It's cool. It's fun. Um, and so, you know, that was a massive success. Uh, but uh, and, and who really cares about the results? But the people who did were, you know, absolutely robbed uh, because uh, John Hamm gave a 19 on 10. Yeah. Wow. I saw someone, I don't remember who on Twitter was like, this is the most embarrassing thing the NHL has done in several hours. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, which is insane because that's extremely embarrassing. Um, yeah, the Breakaway Challenge, uh, I would say a success in that the players did some very entertaining things, much more so than they did last time we had this event. Uh, failure in that they had uh, a, a celebrity judge panel to begin with. <laughs> Because why do, why wouldn't you just go back to the you know fans texting to vote thing? Absolutely. Because right. 
because they they pretty much they always got it right because you know whatever the fans thought was the most entertaining that was the most entertaining because the fans are who you're trying to entertain and you know it kind of just feels like like the NHL's oh yeah you know what we should do we should involve the fans even less than we already do show them like even you know less respect uh and show them that what they think doesn't matter uh, and also uh, punish them for bringing John Scott into our event in 2016. We can't let, let them have any say in what goes on in the All-Star game anymore. So we're going to have fucking John Hamm and this panel of randos decide who, who wins this contest. Honestly, I don't know who, like, how these dudes were. Uh, and because like, I didn't watch the intros or anything. So uh, completely meaningless, these judges. Uh, and yeah, so so you're absolutely like when it comes to fan involvement. Um, this was a great opportunity, you know, like what, six years ago when they had the last one, you know, hockey Twitter wasn't nearly as big as it was, uh, as it is now. Right. Um, yeah. and so, you know, the discourse would be crazy. Everybody was already talking about it, um, without the fan. You know what voting. They done? Yep. They could have done on Twitter, like hashtag Zegris breakaway challenge to yeah. vote for Zegris hashtag Kaprizov breakaway challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, easy, that, easy. that's exactly right. I mean, like, I think, I think at this point, at this day and age, uh, the days of the uh, text in voting, uh, feel, feel very 2013. Um, but yeah, like a Twitter very thing. American Idol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Extremely American idol. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, like the, the, the new age things to do on Twitter and it would have been a hit. Would have been a hit. You know, I've everybody, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to advocate their bit, you know, the 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 Capri's oh, sure. the the Hughes and the Debrinkat and obviously the Zegers. and you would have and it would have you would have seen like players voting for their teammates and stuff you know yeah exactly uh, and it's like you know the NHL doesn't have that kind of like live voting thing anymore especially like you know like it's like up to the minute right because like you know you there's the the voting window is only like an hour and we don't really see those nowadays uh, and you know the NHL has an opportunity to generate some hype off of it uh, and then they completely blow by the opportunity. Um, and an opportunity that was thought up by like two dudes on a podcast, uh, it's just like <laughs> makes you wonder what the hell their marketing department's doing. Yeah. Oh, you know, we were talking last week about uh, how great it would be to have uh, the all bad players game instead of an all star game, yeah. or in addition to. I stand by that'd be an excellent idea. But yep. if you're not going to do that, at least if you're going to have a panel of judges for the breakaway challenge, bring in the shittiest players in the league <laughs> to do it. Bring in. Bring in fucking Sam Carrick, Cody Cece, Darren Helm, all these guys. Jack all right? Johnson. Uh, Philip, uh, Jack Johnson. Philip Grubauer gets a spot this year. All right. <laughs> well, you have six of them sitting there, and and they get to judge uh, how good Trevor Zegris and Alex Dabrinkit and Alex Petrangelo, all their goals are. That would be much more fun than celebrities. Because I feel like celebrity culture and hockey culture are so distinct from one another because anytime hockey tries to dip its foot into celebrity culture, they get like the G list celebrities, you know, <laughs> machine gun Kelly, all these guys no one's ever heard of. So, you know, just stay in your lane hockey. Uh, well, don't take that out of context, but don't try to join celebrity culture. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't look good on you. Stick with your own shitty players and have them judge uh, the best. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, what I think. And I would add one caveat to that. It's the honestly stop involving old ex players. It's it's not it's not a good bit. Just the the oh, current yes. the current players will do just fine. It's better with the current players. It's inherently funnier if we have the shit players uh, out there judging it. Uh, and uh, you know it, the, incredible idea, incredible idea. But instead, I think Mark Messier was there or some shit. Like who cares? I don't care about Mark yeah, Messier. I don't give a fuck about Mark Messier. I never have and I never will. 
If you ask me to pick an old-timey player, and he's not even super old-timey. I mean, he's kind of old-timey. But from someone from that era, like a star player, to be on the judging panel, he'd be so far down my list. Mark Messi? Oh, come on. He's so boring. No personality. Maybe someone else. No personality. Yeah, not at all. He shows nothing other uh, than, like, show just pulling up the number that he feels like, you know? Like, it's like, well, what do you bring? What do you, you bring? Nothing. Nothing. Completely lacks value. Plus, all the people that this is marketed to, the, to the kids, and nobody recognized Mark Messier, and nor should they, because who cares? Um, they, you know. they know where they recognize him from. They're like, hey, that's the guy from the t- from the uh, Switch to Tide Cold Pod commercial or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like a ge- he's like, to cold, yeah, he's like name brand or no, not name brand, but like a generic Mister Clean. That's what he looks like, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's like. It's it, it's not worth it. It's not worth their time. It's not worth the uh, putting them on the judging panel. Put someone more interesting instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of okay, an extreme tangent of those tide turned to cold commercials. Uh, anyone who knows about. me, you don't. What well, do you? Okay. I'm, I'm well, th- there's like the, there's the Gordon Ramsay one that's on often now, and that's the one I'm going to mostly talk about. Uh, because anyone who knows me well knows that I'm anti commercials. I think they're terrible. I actually did my graduation project from CJEP. I made a sound collage called Quality Value Style about how much commercials suck. Um, but anyway, this commercial uh, for Tide starring Gordon Ramsay, I think is crafted together very well in that it's really funny, um, but you could make it into not a commercial and just like a comedy sketch, like a 30-second sketch, and it would be as funny in that form. Because basically what you have is this panel of like Tide employees who like are just calling people at random. And it's this jingle like this is a cold call. And it's like some celebrity on the other line. The first commercial they did, I think was Mark Messier. Now they got Gordon Ramsay. And basically uh, the, how the conversation is, is that Gordon <laughs> Ramsay is saying these things so that it looks like he's yelling at chefs saying things like that'll never work. Oh, come on seriously or whatever. Um, but the people on the other line think he's talking to them and we, as the audience are like, Oh, he's not talking to the tired people. He's yelling at the chefs. But then in the end he goes, fine, I'll turn to cold. And it was revealed that he actually was just yelling at the tired people the entire time. <laughs> and then one of the guys on the phone is like, that guy needs to chill out. Then the commercial ends. And I think it's extreme. It's much more complicated than you would expect a commercial to be. And there are, are layers to the comedy. So whoever wrote that, I have uh, some, some, at least some degree of respect for you. There we go. A first. A first. Um, but uh, I want to meet the guy who decided, you know, all right, we're going to get Gordon Ramsay. We're going to get, like, I just saw Matt Ryan, you know, noted NFL star. We're going to get Ice Cube. Uh, and then we're getting Mark fucking Messier. I want to know who, who suggested that. He is so out of place there. He's like A-list, A-list, A- maybe B-list. And I'm like, Z-list Marc Messier pulls up. Like, your average consumer does not know Marc Messier. Does not. I'm sorry. I I'd actually think it to you. I'm, I'm in the commercial, actually, uh, part of the joke was the guys on the phone didn't know who Marc Messier was. He was calling him like, Marc Messier. And he was like, no, Messier. Uh, and he was like, uh, how, how that commercial went. The tag guys were like, do you want to switch to cold? And he's like, oh, I already have. It saves me money and it's better for the environment. And he's like, do you want a job at a phone line? He's like, absolutely not. And then hangs up. Wow. Look, I got to say, like that, 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 that's already a con- contradiction in itself. Um, you're trying to get like celebrities, you know, uh, that will be recognized by the public. But you go out and get one 
where you stick in a joke in the commercial that he's not well known at all, which is a fact. So you know, yeah, he's, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine that commercial was only put like in the middle of hockey games, so okay. most of the audience probably is familiar with Mark Messier, especially since they're saying his name several times in the commercial. Right, that's fair. Um, maybe, but if they're not, if they're broadcasting it at other random times, you know, if they're broadcasting that shit on the, uh, you know, the 10 a.m. news, that's a, that's a waste of everybody. News. That's a waste of everybody's money. And, and you know what? Now that I say it, 10 a.m. news, I don't think that exists, but if they are broadcasting <laughs> yeah, it during that, so, that's terrible. like the worst time to have news. That's in, uh... Yeah. Nobody's looking for news at 10 a.m. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's why that, that was not the time you pick out. Everybody, welcome to the 10 a.m. news. I'm I was thinking, host. I was thinking, like, when's the least Jim. likely time that a hockey fan will be watching TV? Uh, and I just it's stumbled. It's the least likely time that anyone would be watching TV. So my point landed, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, is that anyone who's buying up commercial time at 10 a.m.? That's probably just that's the cheap slot in the 10 a.m. news. It's the cheap slot for commercials. Maybe that's where you want to. Maybe that's where you want to bury Mark Messi in the end. Anyways, that's where you want to bury his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Take right. The okay. For prime um, time. Yeah, exactly. I've been seeing him a lot. And every time it comes on, I'm like, eh, yeah, I might watch this again. Because it's funny. And like, one of the chefs like spills something on him. And then he goes, and it's cold. And you think he's talking about like what has just been spilled on him. But <laughs> then he's like, fuck, I'll turn to cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, and I'll, uh, I do. I'll be sure to check it out. I'll be sure to check it out. All right. Kurt, see, there we go. Oh, fuck, man. We fall for it. We fall for the marketing bit. And here's wait. I was just about to say, uh, before we move off of Tide, I just want to say to everyone, don't buy Tide there just because. Uh, uh, perfect. Tide sucks. Tide made my wife divorce me. Tide made my feet get all small and itchy. Don't get Tide. Tide, tide and, killed my children when they ate a Tide pod. So you know you don't want to mess with that. Shit. Oh god. Oh, not the Tide pod challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that that irreparably damaged their brand um so they're still recovering from it and i and i for one and for that not not for drinking tide pods but uh you know i don't did you think do you really think it damaged their brand because then they make a, a bunch of statements like don't eat tide pods and then at some point they were like we might have to take tide pods off the shelves and i was like wow tide is being so noble but then like they never did yeah, but see, but I don't think anybody remembers that shit. I don't. Does anybody remember that part of Tide? That whole Tide? Because I, I didn't even hear about that. Um, the uh, that they oh, released these statements. So you know, I think I, the, the I, last thing I remember that pretty vividly is like, you know, uh, a bunch of idiot kids decide to eat some idiot product. So you know, that, like that's 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 what I recall. And uh, I, for one, would think that it did damage their brand, but I may be wrong. Who knows? And who cares? Well, yeah, really, who cares? Uh-huh. Well, Tide, you can you can stick a Tide pot up your Shove ass. Shove it up your ass. Anyway. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, we must discuss the magic trick that Trevor Zegers did Ooh. the other night. Um, I thought going to say Jack Hughes. Was... <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, I didn't even make that connection. Oh, it's too <laughs> funny. All right, yeah. Okay, so Trevor Zegers. Um was he wearing like a basketball jersey? I couldn't tell. I think that's what it was kind of meant to be. It's a dodgeball there was um, a jersey. Reference to the the movie Dodgeball, I believe. Oh, okay. The first time I watched the highlights, I thought 
I couldn't even see that it was mascots throwing stuff at him. Yeah. So I thought someone was throwing basketballs at him. And I was like, that seems like a little excessively dangerous. Uh, but I guess they were just, you know, softish dodgeballs. Yeah, on a blindfold, uh, which I find to be, you know, kind of insane. Um, and then obviously even just the trick itself that he did with like one hand on the stick and then like a, a toe drag, except like the stick, you know, you know what I'm, you all saw it. And it was, it was amazing and it was remarkable. Um, but I can't help but think that maybe the mascots knew not to actually try and hit him with the dodgeball because if one of those dodgeballs hit the stick, the trick is done. And with the blindfold <laughs> on, assuming, assuming it's a full blindfold, like Trevor did nothing to try to avoid the dodgeballs, you know? He just kind of like hoping they don't hit me and then scored. Uh, and I hope none of this sounds like I'm trying to take anything away from the remarkable display of skill. And it was very, you know, very showy, very, you know, Vegas-like or whatever. And that's, that's where he was, which is nice. But I just feel like either the blindfold or the dodgeballs like would have been super cool by themselves. And having both of them together, I don't know, I just felt like, felt like it didn't mesh and if it was just him without the blindfold trying to dodge the dodgeballs and then he still managed to do that that would have been cool because you actually you know have a sense that he's trying to avoid them yeah, yeah that's I, what i think you know what it's not a bad take because i had the same thought heading into this because uh, i watched the highlight it seemed like uh you know the the, the rollout the execution wasn't the greatest um is what like I the masks were late to the party too, you know. That's what I was gonna say. They were fucking late to the party. Like they were, they got him announced, and he was like already like halfway through his, you know, shooting, like like you know his runway when they started throwing the balls. You know, they were like just getting installed. Terrible execution. Um, and yeah, if you're advocating for the fact that the the um the mascots threw the game by not throwing the dodgeballs on target, um, uh, yeah, I can see that. It is a bit of a hazard in general. So I think it's more, you know, a visual effect. I love Vegas. You know what I mean? And I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's all right. He's not really dodging the dodgeballs, but it's like, whatever. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't add anything, honestly, the dodgeballs, but it's the bit, right? Like, he's he's the guy from Dodgeball, yeah. which, like, I don't know why he did that. I'm kind of confused. Like, aside from the fact that he had dodgeballs thrown at him, which was late, like, was there any other reference to it? Like, was he blindfolded? Anybody know? Anybody watch that movie? Um, I have never heard of this movie. Let me know. I'm looking it up now. There we go. Thank there you. probably was a... Oh, you know? It's actually... A dodgeball blindfold movie does sound kind of familiar of someone who's dodging the dodgeballs blindfolded and has this, like, sixth sense capability. Um, which, you know, I guess Trevor Zegas is trying to be like, oh, I'm also insane, like, in that movie that no one's ever heard of. Um, you know what someone should do? I just decided dress up as Farley Gordon from Score a Hockey Musical. They really should. Uh, make that a breakaway challenge. Wait, I'll I'll, I'll vote for them fifty times if I can. I'll spam their fucking Twitter lines. I don't give a fuck. Well, here's um, what you gotta yeah. do: you could become a become a celebrity, get invited onto the the judging panel, and then make a give a score of ninety eight, which I guess is the highest possible one you can give. Or no, just no, line gonna... up all nine of your cards together. Nine hundred eighty-seven thousand six hundred fifty-four. Wait, wait, wait! I messed that up, didn't I? Nine hundred eighty-seven million six hundred fifty-four thousand three hundred twenty-one. There we go. That's the score you'll give. 
So I just want to point out you failed to uh, add the the ten card uh, in that in that sequence. Um, oh, I no. sure did. Okay, ten billion, <laughs> ten billion, etc. Etc. Thank you. Um, but uh, I wonder if they have a zero card. Complete tangent, but I wonder if they have a zero card. Uh, so yeah, well, if I was limited to two hands as the cards, I don't know how I'd get the cards to stand up. I would give them a good nine hundred and ten. You know, uh, that that is the plan. Good conspiracy. Uh, I just I just controlled F blind on the uh, dodgeball, the true understood dog story page. And uh, there is a, indeed, I'm not going to spoil it because everybody's looking to watch this movie. Thanks to driver Zegris. Uh, but uh, he does, someone does blindfold themselves. So, uh, all right. He stuck a little bit. Pretty good. And uh, it was fucking spectacular. Now, I don't know if that's a full blindfold. That's that's the one thing I would question. Um, but uh, it's, it's impossible for me to know. So I'm just going to pretend that I'm 100% sure that he was completely blindfolded. In which case, uh, even if he wasn't, a completely insane fucking shootout goal. Uh, and I'll say, I think one of the reasons why he didn't win was A, John Hansen, absolute clown. Uh, but also, um, I feel like, you know, the judges could have used some instant replay on that one. Because it felt a bit, you know, thrown together. Yeah. So uh, if they had used instant replay, it would have been like, you know, maybe John Hamm would have put a 91 instead, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like the first time you watch that, you're like, "Wait, what did he just do?" Right. And you gotta watch it again to be like, "Oh shit, that's impossible!" And he did it anyway. So I don't, I don't blame the judges at all uh, for you know not catching it immediately and giving you know an eight or a nine instead of a ten. Uh, and that's all the more reason to go back to a fan vote and not rely there on this go. panel that just gets to watch things one time. Either that, or I'm advocating for instant replay review. During the breakaway challenge. <laughs> yeah. The was under review to see how, how dope it was. Exactly. Just like, Matt, that, say. just like Matt Dujane was so fucking offside that led to the offside review. Trevor Zegers did not uh-huh. get nearly enough, you know, credit or recognition from the judging panel. Uh, you know, I think someone gave him like a fucking eight. That's outrageous. Yeah, he should be ashamed. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Just, well, because uh, they didn't see it. Can you really blame them for not seeing exactly well, what it was? And, I can't blame them. That's why I'm saying speed? institute the replay so they can't see it. Thank you. I rest my case. Uh-huh. Yeah, I also, I was a great enjoyer of Kirill Kaprizov dressing yes. up as Alex Ovechkin. Uh, we were talking about like that time Subban imitated Yager. These, you know, imitations, imitating other players in the breakaway challenge, a very strong bit. I like yep. it. And the best part is you're never going to run out of other players to imitate. Uh, so, you know, Kaprizov, he takes off his jersey. He's got the Ovechkin sweater on there, with the C and everything. Uh, and he tucks the jersey in in the exact same way Ovechkin does. Attention to detail. Uh, and he normally shoots left. Took, uh, he switched over to shoot right-handed, scored, and then he did the, the classic Ovi hot stick celebration. Uh, I saw someone talking about how uh, this is in some ways validation for Ovechkin and that apparently, I guess we were obviously so, weren't so in tune with the early parts of his career because we were extremely tiny children. Um, but I guess there was some kind of pushback against him being a little bit too you know, charismatic or fun uh, what else is new? Uh, and this just goes to show that Kaprizov, who was uh, like eight years old or so when Ovechkin broke into the league, that that's a part of Ovechkin's game that had as much of an impact on him as the fact that he scores a lot and is insanely good. So uh, that's great to see. And I hope that moving forward in the breakaway challenge, we see many more imitations because they are always fun. I hope next year we see a Cody CC imitation. I have like Austin Matthews 
puts on a Cody CC jersey and and stops at the point and shoots the puck like many feet wide. That'd you be know, a lot of fun. You know what? You just stole my fucking idea. As I, I was gonna say, <laughs> as is always the case, uh, you do you take a bit and you you know you you transform it so that you're talking about shit players and it makes it infinitesimally funnier. Uh, and I was gonna oh, say, you know, funny <laughs> players, bad players are the funniest part of sports. It's too good. It's too good. And so they we need the bad player imitation in the breakaway challenge. The ultimate form of disrespect, but it's okay because if you don't <laughs> want to be imitated, don't be shit. That's all you suck. need to do. Yeah. Don't suck. So, you know, eat it. Eat it. Uh and uh, I'm here for it, you know. I'm I'm dressing up. I take off my I put on my Jack Johnson jersey, you know, I I, I you know, I I take the puck. I, I I you know, I pass it to the other player or I shoot it into my own net. And it's like it's great. It's great. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Uh, except for Jack Johnson, but it's okay. He'll recover. He's paid too much money. <laughs> you know, I, anyways. Got, I got the the absolute best idea. Um, here's here's how we're gonna do the breakaway challenge. All right, or at least a different type of breakaway challenge. Um, we pull up random.org, All right, <laughs> and it's and it's a list of every player in the National Hockey League. Whoever's up next. All right, whose turn is it? It's uh, freaking Sebastian Ajo. All right, press randomize. The top player on the list is the one that you're gonna have to imitate for your breakaway challenge who comes up it's uh paul byron or whatever we bring out our paul byron jersey Ao puts it on and and scrapes the recesses of his subconscious mind to try to remember <laughs> what paul byron plays or who he, he is teaches him the best he can or who he is and then we got our, our panel of judges that that um that compares sebastian Ajo's impression to the actual paul byron and sees how accurately he did it and it's basically just you know the the impression game. How well can you impersonate your fellow ice hockey players? God, that's an idea straight from hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Looks like we had somebody. See, my favorite, my yeah. favorite thing about this idea is that all the players would hate it so much. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Austin Matthews, it's your turn to imitate Janice Jerome Moser. Um, please- <laughs> oh, Janice <laughs> Moser. <laughs> Please give us your best impression. Uh, <laughs> he just has a puzzled look on his face, like what the fuck? Yeah, I'm here what, for it. What if, you, what if you Scott Sabarin? That'd be great. Looking at the back, of the just like who are you? Yeah, perfect. So yeah, uh, this is uh, only good ideas. You know, the the NHL has a lot of room to grow. And uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, they should have non-hockey competitions. They should have to like play some checkers or. I don't know, some darts or have a trivia contest. Um, they should have to, you know what they have to do? Write a, a book report. And whoever has the best book report wins the contest. Shit like that. Some Absolutely. of these non-hockey, that's what you need. A karaoke contest. Oh. You'd love to see that. <laughs> see, that's, <laughs> the best thing would be have it live, you know? Like, those things are always kind of pre-recorded, you know? They put them on the YouTube. Yeah, you gotta do it live. You gotta be live. <laughs> you gotta do it live, bro. You, you gotta have, like... You know, Clayton Keller fucking talking about don't stop the denouement, <laughs> the denouement <laughs> of like Charlotte's Web on live TV yeah, in front of the kids. Yeah. Give it to me. Give oh, it to man. me. Uh, well, we got to make this happen. And they do also. They should bring back like the the uh, you know the All Star Draft. But then all of a sudden, you're considering not just their hockey skills, but their actual intellect as well as like artistic talent wow well it's, it's a holistic approach to the draft uh i'm, I'm here for it all right uh if i'm gary ben i'm signing off on this without a doubt
without a second, without a shade of doubt, too good. Uh, quality. Do it for one year. All right, well, who cares? Do it for one year. It's so insane. I, we I just sit here for forty minutes and we just so easily revamp the All Star Game into something a million times more entertaining. Exactly. It's that insane. Would draw so many eyeballs. Are you kidding me? It, it would be incredible, but it, alas, it would be absolutely incredible. <sighs> Maybe one day. Any anything else on these? (laughs) Maybe in our dreams. Maybe we'll make a movie about it one day. There we go. Uh, Anyway, anything else on on All Star Weekend? You have to say. No, I have absolutely nothing to say. I heard that the Metro won and that Claude Giroux did pretty well. So good for Uh him. That's all I know about the game. I just want to say he's auditioning for other playoff teams. There we go. Um, actually, I saw something. uh, Remember, you might remember at. The last All Star game in the NHL, which was two years ago, I was talking on this podcast about how Dom Lecision's model had predicted three consecutive years worth of All Star games correctly, and he was nine and zero at that point because there were three games every year. Unfortunately, that streak came to an end this year. He actually had the Metropolitan uh, ranked fourth out of four teams, Aww. and yet they won both their games. Terrible. Uh, so streak is over for Dom. And you know, looking at the Metro's roster, I was like, yeah, you know. That team is is you know kind of underwhelming. I mean you know you're missing Ovechkin, you're missing Ovechkin and Crosby, and that'll be a major blow. Uh, but everyone else was like really Chris Kreider, Jack Hughes, Claude Giroux, and but they won. I think I think uh, I think it's the effect of having just one player not sandbagging it the entire time uh, does wonders for the Metro. So I think Claude <laughs> Giroux may have single handedly won them the million and. Uh, Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> they were showing clips also. They were interviewing Roman Yossi. Like, he, like, back-checked at one point and, like, poke-checked the puck away from someone on a breakaway. They're like, oh, apparently you're not supposed to back-check. And he's like, oops, did I back-check too hard? <laughs> and I don't know. I just find, like, this not trying at all. Like, I understand, obviously, you know, don't hit at the All-Star game. But, like, don't back-check. Like, come on. Tr- try to stop the other team from scoring. Yeah. Make it at least watchable. Just make it a watchable game of shinny, and we'll we'll all be like somewhat pleased, you know, or at least the people watching. I wouldn't be pleased. I wouldn't care either way. But uh, you know, <laughs> let the view give the viewers what they want. You know, uh, back check. Who cares? Skate backwards every so often. It's okay. We'll survive. <laughs> That's not what a back check is. Yeah, I know, but it's it's the same concept. <laughs> it's the same deal. <laughs> I guess defend a little bit. All right. Uh, should we talk now? about Rocky Wirtz being a total and an utter embarrassment to the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman not doing anything about it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's go. Big news, the big news that has overshadowed the league on its over, uh, over All-Star week. Um yeah, so what is it? It was like a town hall with with fans and and reporters uh for the Chicago Blackhawks and they had, you know, owner Rocky Wirtz, they had a son who I think is in some executive role, Danny. Uh, and they had other executives there. Anyways, and so, you know, there it's a typical town hall. Uh, and then I think it was Mark Lazarus asks uh, a pretty, it wasn't even like a prying question, you know? It wasn't, it was not a hard-hitting question. Uh, it was something of the like of, you know, like, what are you, what are you doing now as a franchise to ensure that, you know, you have a, uh, well, like an improved workplace culture, right? Um, and so that you don't have a repeat of the Kyle Beach situation. Um, and uh, what happened was, you know, Rocky Words absolutely lost his fucking shit. Um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. 
uh, because, uh, yeah, it's really this guy. And then he did the same. Uh, I forget who the second reporter was, uh, but there was a second reporter who asked a question and he, you know, spat back at him. Uh, you know, figuratively. Um, and uh, and yeah, he just made a cool clown of himself, a fool of himself. Uh, and basically, uh, the, the gist of what he said was, uh, uh, stop asking questions about this. It's it's none of your business. Uh, what we're doing internally in the organization, and uh, let's just let's just get over the situation. Let's not talk about Kyle Beach again. Um, which uh, is not the kind of thing you would uh you would hear from an organization that is uh that is reformed uh, and has actually properly addressed, uh, you know, a Kyle Beach like situation. Yeah. Wow. So the first reporter was Mark Lazarus and it was such a softball question. It was nothing. It would have been so easy for Rocky words to have such an, make such an easy answer to look good on. It was, as you said, like, what are you doing to empower players moving forward? And he was like, how dare you offend me by asking such an invasive question? Uh, and he just absolutely blew up. Uh, as, as, and the second reporter was Phil Thompson, who followed up. And he was trying to get to the end of his question. Rocky Words kept interrupt, or interrupting him. Extremely rude. But it, Phil Thompson kept going, saying, can I please finish my question? Let me finish my question, please. And he didn't. Um, and even Danny Wirtz and one of the other employees on the panel tried to chime in at some point. And it was very clear Rocky Wirtz kind of like shot him a dirty look like to his own son. Like, you better not answer this fucking question. We're not talking about this anymore. So how is how is anything good supposed to happen in that type of working environment? The answer is it isn't. And the answer is that Rocky Wirtz, uh, as we all probably could have guessed, but we now know for sure, saw this entire Kyle Beach situation uh, not as a problem to solve, not as uh, a terrible thing that happened that we should make sure never happens again, but as a massive PR headache uh, that he just wants to move on from and no one to ever talk about again and to forget that it happened, which, as you, we all know, is a pretty decent way to ensure that similar things will indeed happen in the future. Uh, so, yeah, uh, major bummer and no fine from Gary Batman or anything. Uh, what he did, what Batman did is he came out and he said, Rocky uh, Wirtz's uh, comments or whatever have undermined all the great work that the Chicago Blackhawks have done. Uh, he too, by the way, notably leaving out whatever work it is that they've done. So I think it's pretty fair to say, after all this, after all the, you know, the massive story that it was, the massive reckoning we all hoped it was, um, that the Chicago Blackhawks have gotten rid of people, but haven't actually changed. And actually, uh, they brought back Marion Hosa and Patrick Sharp into some kind of marginal role. So I think it's fair to say that for Rocky, where it's telling all of us to move on from 2010, that they still haven't been able to if they're dipping back into the well of players from, from that corrupt team for their front office. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they spent, you know, a big part of that, you know, when during uh, when that first came out, you know, the whole Kyle Beach situation, um, it was really like the, the NHL and the league office was clearly focused on protecting Rocky Wirtz, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, Batman was insistent that, you know, Rocky didn't know anything or shit like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's clear that this guy uh, creates the kind of toxic workplace where, you know, there's no accountability. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's it's a toxic workplace where you, you leave things like this to fester, uh, not only for, you know, uh, a character like Brad Aldrich to to you know to commit the acts that he did, uh, but then to you know stick around, get positive re- recommendation letters and and the like, uh, and yeah, it and and to say this, um, 
you know, to like, oh, just leave it in the past and whatnot. Uh, when it comes to the Kyle Beach stuff, it's, uh, I mean, like, it's not even like in the past, right? Like, we still see news items uh, about the case pop up, you know, even today. Or maybe, like, you know, Rick Westhead had reported uh, that there's another uh, player who was, uh, who alleges that he was uh, raped by, by Brad Aldrich in 2012. Uh, at, at Miami University of Ohio, so uh, you know, so it's not this is not this is not something that's uh, in the past. And when you have, you know, this is yet another instance, uh, alleged allegedly um, of you know of sexual assault of rape, where the Blackhawks at least have have to take some a degree of accountability for letting for not blacklist, blacklisting this guy and the opposite of blacklisting for you know recommending him for future jobs uh, and. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's reprehensible that they think that they can, you know, try to move on and that, you know, what they're doing moving forward is none of anybody's business. Yeah, so I th- so basically what Rocky Wirtz did for, you know, hope wishing everyone would just move on from this uh, and by getting so angry about it, basically confirmed that it would come back into the news cycle. So beyond being just totally evil, was also pretty stupid. Um, and also Gary Bettman, this is... Unrelated. I'm not sure. No, this wasn't like the same time or anything. Uh, he also had like some kind of press conference before the All Star festivities. That just got me into such a bad mood. Just like reading some of the snippets from it, where he was talking about how like they're getting frustrated with like the COVID restrictions in Canada, and they might like move the games, the Canadian games, down to the U.S. And it was just oh man, like. I guess we we all kind of knew that this kind of corporate th- stuff is incompatible long term with uh, with diverting COVID, but it's really it's becoming more and more in our face now, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, you know, we're like four thousand people are dying every day, and we're probably over a million deaths in the United States when we account for the non-reported ones. Um, that we're just gonna, you know, go there, keep bringing everyone into the arenas. It's um, very sad. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it is it it is the bottom line over everything, and you know we've known that for a while. Uh, but it is uh, you know everybody seems to like it's crazy. Like this pandemic still raging on, um, tons of cases. Uh, you know, a, a scary amount of deaths, um, on the daily, as you said, like four thousand a day in one country. That's like granted, it's a big country, but that's a lot of fucking people. You know, like. I think I saw a tweet that was like, imagine like, you, you know, you think 4,000 deaths or whatever it is, is not such a big number. Well, imagine, you know, like you're, you're standing in a plot of land and you have 4,000 dead fucking bodies lined up. Like that's a lot of fucking people. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good that they, 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 they want everybody to kind of collectively move past that, but it, it's still very much a, a dangerous situation that we're living in. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, you know they're not they're, they're prioritizing the money over human lives. Uh huh. Time for a plug here. Was not planning on doing this. Marxist Winter School is coming up, everyone. Montreal Marxist Winter School. I don't run it or anything, but I'm going. Uh, did did you sign up yet? Where you going to? Uh, no, I haven't signed up yet, but I'll I'll do it in a minute. Okay. Is there a deadline? Uh, I, I don't know if there's a deadline to sign up, but it is the weekend of February nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. And it's online, and there are going to be over a thousand people there learning about Marxism from a bunch of experts from all around. It's an event, it's based in Montreal, but people are coming from uh, all sorts of different places. 
tuning in. And if uh, the normalization of COVID death and also the impending climate crisis and homelessness and 6 million people dying of hunger all around the world is giving you anxiety, then you should turn to to materialism and scientific analysis of society and the Marxist revolution. I'll put the link in the description. Anyway, um, do you want to do our draft now? Yeah, I think, I think uh, we're good to go there. Okay, great. Uh, we will be drafting communist text. Just kidding. We're drafting. <laughs> well, uh, we could do that one day, though. Um, we're going to be drafting uh, winter Olympic sports. Uh, I've been paying very little attention to the Olympics. Um, honestly, just like the propaganda show of it all just like bothers me tremendously, even more so than it used to. Um, but I still sometimes enjoy the sports part of it, which is supposed to be the main thing. Uh, so we have, we actually, I think we're both on the same site, olympics.com. And they've got 15 different categories of sports. Alpine skiing, biathlon, bobsleigh, cross-country skiing, curling, figure skating, freestyle skiing, ice hockey, luge, Nordic combined, short track speed skating, skeleton, ski jumping, snowboard, and speed skating. Uh, We were talking about merging the two speed skating categories into one category. Uh, I also just noticed how many different skiing categories are there? There There are four different skiing categories so i don't think we can merge all those because then we wouldn't have enough um but maybe we can merge like like what's what's the difference between is alpine just like like go like ski now and cross country is like ski far and freestyle is like do some tricks is that the difference (laughs) basically right uh the cross country is the flat one alpine is the steep one freestyle is the bumpy one and then, uh, what is oh, it? Oh, it's freestyle the moguls. Yeah, it's like moguls. It's like moguls, and then they oh, do the okay, tricks, okay. you know, and stuff. And then uh, ski yeah, jumping is course. ski jumping, which is uh, insane on its okay. own. Okay, I feel like those are distinctive enough. We yeah. can keep those split. I up. Agree. Meanwhile, okay. do you know that? Do you know the difference between short track and and, and long track speed skating? Is it just the track? I is it the size of the know. track? Yeah, it might okay, be. It's, it's the size of the track. It's literally okay. just a smaller rink. Well, goddamn. Now, uh, I wonder how they accommodate that. Do they have two separate rinks for that? Uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Safe to merge them. All right. Um, okay. So we can begin. Uh, I won the. Uh, what, what did we draft last time again? Uh, I just remember the animals we... to look at from far away. Excellent dub. Um, so uh, I'll give you a uh, first pick advantage if you want. You can de- you can always defer. But uh, uh, I'm not going to go defer. Ahead. Okay. I'm going to draft right. ice hockey. Um, right. Perhaps you could accuse me of playing to our audience, but You're also to our audience. Uh, also, uh, what I would say is I clearly do enjoy ice hockey due to the fact I happen to have a podcast about it. Um, so I guess now is where I defend ice hockey for being a good sport. Uh, you know, tremendous displays of skill and speed uh, and intensity, fast paced, um, you know, fun power play goals, all these things. You know, if it's close at the end of the game, you got like some desperation moments and drama. It's a great time, ice hockey. I would recommend it. All right. Um, see, I would argue that okay. I've I many. First of all, I was I was a mediocre time defensive for ice hockey. Talk about why ice hockey sucks. Time all for right. Chai to say it. why well, this sport that he has a podcast about actually isn't good. 
No, 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 no. Let's see what he has to say. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that Olympic ice hockey uh, is uh, at least recently when it comes to the men's side. Obviously, women's hockey uh, very entertaining. Uh, But when it comes to the uh, the men's hockey, uh, you don't have the best of the best, which uh, well in the sport I pick uh, will be uh, will be just that. Um, But you know, when you have the NHL opting out, the quality suffers. The quality suffers. Anybody watching men's hockey? This Olympics, um, nobody wants to see re- second time Olympian Dave, Max Noro. All right, maybe I'll turn it on if the gold medal gold medal game's on and it's right in my time zone. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the men's the men's side is uh, just no good, and so I it, it's points off for that. So that's why I would take um, with my with my first round pick, taking the great sport of curling. Um, Fantastic! It's fantastic. Very Canadian, um, but uh, it's uh, it's just it's an elite sport. It's an elite sport. I've tried. I did a, a winter of curling before it was cut short due to COVID. Had a great time. Um, you know, there are many virtues to curling. All right, it's very strategic. Um, so that's you know, challenge yourself intellectually. But then there's obviously a physical component because you got to execute on your shots. Um, it's it's you know, it's it's pretty slow. It's a pretty slow game, both. You know, between the shots, so you know, you can take a, a chill time, turn it on in the background, uh, really focus when it gets exciting. And it's also slow in that, you know, the shots themselves roll pretty slowly, which makes for some good, tense television drama. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's fantastic. It's a great sport. It's a great sport to watch. Very entertaining. Uh, it's, you know, just to follow the general as a sport. Uh, it's fun to play. You know, you're fucking around on the ice. You know, you got the sweep in. You got the throw in. You got the you got the fun, you know, the concentric rings that make up the house that you're aiming towards. Fun little target. Uh, and uh, what's not to love? What's not to love about curling? So uh, I know you were part of the high school curling team as well. So, uh, you know, you can't you can't diss on this bit because, you know, it's elite. Well, that's all the good sports, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> to the great We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, you know, I love ice hockey and I love curling. I I knew I am Matt. I would have been surprised if you didn't take it. Those were my clear top two, and now it's a massive drop off to the rest of the field. And I imagine you would agree. Um, oh, so uh, let's go with uh, I'm gonna I am gonna go with freestyle skiing. Terrible, um, because, terrible. Jesus Christ. Because I. There are no other sports remaining that I would ever go out of my way to watch. But when this one happens to be on, and I glance up at the TV, it always has my attention. Uh, for I'm like, you know, that's so interesting. The way you know they're going in and out of the moguls, and then flipping in the air. And I'm like, that's extremely impressive. And it's very fast, too. So it does have the same benefit as curling, where it's like you can like be doing other things and then glance up. Be like, oh, here's someone going down the hill now. That's interesting. Back to my other thing. So I think that considering what else is left on the board, freestyle skiing is absolutely the right pick here. That's not. That's not. Um, because that's because the 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 next be- the the next best sport, the third best sport uh, out of the list is uh, definitely bobsledding. Um, because oh god, no, no, that it's a great fucking sport. I've never done it, and I've always want. I've wanted to do it my entire life. All right, it's like it's like sledding, right? But so much better, you know. Like, like you know, like you take it to your neighborhood hill. You know, you fucking sled down. You got your sled. It's a good time, right? Everybody loves that. But like bobsled is like you, you do that. You come in and you turn on the TV and there's bobsled, bobsled, and you're like, fuck, I want to take it to a Blob next sled. level, bobsled. Um, but yeah, no, it's it looks sick. 
you know, it's like definitely the best out of the 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 whatever the rocket down sledding sports. Um, it's it's the best out of those. You know, luge is kind of boring. Uh, I don't want to give away my opinions too much, but you know, skeleton is just fucking insane. I was like, you're, you're risking your life out here, going off first, head first. Um, but uh, bobsledding is definitely the best. You know, it's it's somewhat satisfying to see you know the the bobsleigh moving down the track. You know, there's some skill involved. You gotta got every you got everybody pushing it. You know. It's the only one. It's the only sport out of the three that you got multiple people, and it's a great sight. Everybody's pushing. Everybody like fucking hops into the sled. Hilarious, fantastic, great viewing experience. Uh, and uh, you know, it's just it, you know these 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 what is it called? Sliding sports. There we go. That's a term. Sliding sports are, are generally pretty exciting, I'd say. Uh, and uh, a bobsled is definitely the best one. Bobsled gets tremendously overrated because no, it's, its name is like oh, it has Bob in it, so it must be funny. See, I didn't even um, mention that. But, I didn't even mention that. But if it, but if it were named some four-team ice track or like four-person team ice track or whatever, it'd be like, oh, this is a snooze fest. I promise. I promise that would be the perception. Anyway, next up. Uh, one second. I think your uh, your mic disconnected. I just uh, oh. I think you're on your internal mic. It just big dip in. Am I uh, back now? Well, change in quality and also. Yeah. It's back to normal now. Uh no, it's still the same. Okay, give me a moment then. While I your your gain went down big time. All right. Uh, maybe I should not have refreshed the page because track, which was in the process of downloading, is now telling me it's unable to finalize. So I hope I'm able to solve that after, and our entire episode isn't ruined. But anyway, let's act like everything's okay and finish the draft. It's time for my pick, um, and I'm going to take figure skating. Now, I know we're all supposed to hate figure skating. But let's stop acting like little lame babies and acknowledge the fact that there is pretty much dancing in the Olympics. How cool is that? All right. You got two people out on the out on the ice or just one person out on the ice doing a dance to some music, bunch of jumps, bunch of tricks, a bunch of flips. And it's very impressive and it's very expressive, which is something you cannot say for pretty much any of the other sports that that's actually a fundamental part of it. So there we go. Figure skating. I used to try to act all lame and be like, oh, figure skating sucks um, and it's boring. But now I've, I've seen the light and I recognize that it's a pretty good sport. Well, one wonders if you've only seen the light because you were forced to draft them for this draft. Uh, but uh, sure. Figure skating. I mean, you know, it's got artistic value. Can't, can't argue that. Um, yeah. Not a terrible sport. All right. Uh, what do I got now? I got nine, nine sports left and the best out of them is alpine skiing. So that's what, that's what I'll be taking my first, my first skiing event. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's the, it's, I would argue it's the best one. Um, people going the fastest. It's Not the most exciting, close. um, because you know, you gotta like, everybody's gotta get to the bottom of the mountain, uh, the fastest. And it's like, you know, you're fucking down, you're fucking bombing down the hill you know every corner it's like uh you're trying to go as fast as you can and uh you know you're trying to beat the clock and uh it's fantastic so alpine skiing the best skiing to watch and probably to do. if you like if you like racing in the winter you'll love speed skating who doesn't love a good speed skating race i was just watching one this morning actually as mm-hmm. i was eating breakfast it was some swedish guy and some other guy, and the Swedish guy won the gold medal, and it was like, hey, look at him go. He went fast. And that was the long one, where they constantly like swapped lanes and stuff. 
So just imagine those sprints. Just imagine. I can't even imagine because I haven't watched one in like four years uh, or more. Uh, but, but when, you know, there's like a bunch of them and they're just skating super fast. You know, little known fact about me, after the Vancouver Olympics, um, I actually was like, I want to try speed skating. I must have said that as like an offhand comment because then my parents signed me up for it. Uh, and so I was at the, there at the Dollar Civic Center with my speed skates with those extra long blades. And they were trying to teach us how to speed skate. And apparently a lot of kids had the same idea as me because there were a lot of, there were a lot of kids there. Um, and I somehow ended up at some sort of like competition event with kids who were way better than me. Uh, so I was in some race and I never done an actual race before. And they were they were all done, and I still had like three laps to do. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> wow, uh, I think it's an indictment of speed skating that uh, you did the sport and then did not pick it in your first three picks, and you picked figure skating, a sport that you've never done, I assume, uh, o- over it. And uh, I, I think that's terrible. I think you think it sucks, and I think you're just merely forced to take it. And uh, speed skating is just like, you know, it's boring. Come on. There's no there's no variation. It's the same fucking track. At least with Alpine skiing, you know, you got different bends in the mountains, different corners. Same for bobsleigh, you know. Speed skating, it's just one loop, man. Just one loop. Where's the fun in that? There's no variation. It's like, fuck, man. Can you get your crossovers right? Uh, and you just espouse the value of having track changes. Like, oh, I'm skating on the inside this time. And next lap, I'll be skating on the outside. And this is the most interesting part of my sport. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. Anyways, what a, what a, what a D minus Actually, pick. the most interesting part of the sport is when it's at the end and you're, you're at the end of the race and it's who's going to win. It's going to be very close. Or if it's one of those where they're racing against a specific time to beat and every lap that comes... They show, oh, they're plus 1.4 seconds. Oh, now they're minus 0.3 seconds. It's going to be close. And then right at the end, it's like, oh, do they make it? Do they make it? Oh, they won. Oh, they lost. Whatever happened. Wow. There, that's the exciting part. Thank you for espousing the values of bobsledding and alpine skiing. Uh, you just did it for me. Did the heavy lifting for me. And my my sports take place in better mediums. Um, all right. That's not true. You know it is. Skating. No, it isn't true. And even if it were true, I took speed skating after all of those. So your your point is done anyway. All right. That's that's incorrect, but it's okay. I'll move on uh, because I don't think anybody wants to talk about any more speed skating unless you have any more fun stories I'm, about I'm it. Sure everyone would love to, I'm sure everyone would love to talk about speed skating because of how that. fun it is I doubt to that. talk about. I doubt we that should a start lot. a speed skating podcast oh my God. on the never... side, a little side, side quest. Okay. I'd Fusion like... and speed skating oh, podcast. Oh, God. Okay. Maybe you, we'll, we'll call it a, a, you know, an offshoot, um, but only half the number of hosts. <laughs> Um, and uh, notably <laughs> I'm not there because, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I don't know about that one. Oh, wow. He was really crazy around, around the corner. That's always the same. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? How did he do that? <laughs> you know, there was an episode of Phineas and Ferb where Candace was like pretending to like NASCAR and she was like, oh yeah, I love it when he turns left and turns left again and turns left again <laughs> while watching the event. Exactly. It's it's identical. It's identical. This is oh my god. Speed skating, you just served it up to me. Speed skating is the NASCAR <laughs> of winter sports. 
It's not the running, it's the NASCAR. Oh my god, you just completely tanked yourself. Um, you know that's factual. You just brought up your Phineas and Ferb analogy. Anymore. What's that? I don't care enough about this anymore to avoid tanking myself. Whatever. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, my fourth pick. What do I got? I got a fun bunch. I'm going to go with the snowboard. Because, you know... Uh, there's there's many there's many great parts about the snowboard because you took what the fuck did you take you took freestyle skiing all the way back when you want to see some cooler tricks try the snowboard um you know it's known for its tricks so I don't I don't know why you went you didn't go with that uh, and you got some old fashioned racing um you know you got you got the the what is it snowboard like the cross I don't know what the fuck it's called snowboard cross where it's like people are just like it's like four snowboarders and they're all just like racing at the same time same time down the track and they're all like bumping each other and shit uh and it's like you know it's a good time it's a fun time you know uh it's like an exciting race except like you know normally with these with these sports it's like you know either have only two teams at the same time uh or shit like that but like snow cross everybody's just going at the same time uh and otherwise you know it's a fun sport you got the half pipe uh, and you get cool tricks, and uh, I approve of the snowboard. Watch. Pick, pick number five for me. This is where I win the draft oh, by taking a sport that is extremely similar to your second pick, yet better in every way, which oh, is the luge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. the worst rocks. one. What the hell? That's terrible. Yeah. Luge rocks. Luge rocks. Luge is great because it has all the benefits of bobsleigh, except... Uh, the person is going faster because they're just one person, which is lighter than four. So, you know, it's fast, more fast paced. And that makes the whole racing thing more fun. It's that, it's that simple. Everything bobsleigh has that's good. Luge has it better. All right. Uh, that's incorrect. Um, many of the, uh, the benefits of bobsledding uh, involved the fun aspect of being in a sled uh, and uh, in a sled, not on a sled. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not as fun when you're on a piece of fucking, I don't know, carbon fiber uh, and you're like fully exposed. Uh, I just read a, I just, you know, read an article the other, just a few hours ago about how, uh, you know, luge uh, camera angles tend to be awful sometimes. You know, you got like, the article said, the article title was, please do not show me the foreshortened luge athletes. Um, where you get the, uh, you know, the camera angle from the feet and they look short as fuck. Um, and, uh, anyways, that's completely off topic. Uh, but, uh, all this to say that the lose is tremendously boring. Uh, and, uh, there's no fun to it. All the, all the, the quirky, uh, fun times of bobsledding. Uh, and it's not even fun as a skeleton. I don't even know why I didn't take the skeleton. Because the skeleton, you're going head first. And uh, that is dangerous, but it is uh, somewhat more exciting uh, compared to the to the luge. They play it safe, cowardly, uh, feet first. Now, of course, I'm an advocate for uh, athlete safety, so don't cowardly. take that one too, <laughs> don't take that one too seriously. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to stick with that take. Tysay says luge players are cowards. That's right. Luge players. I'm sure that's what they're called. I play the Luges. luge. Sounds like an Lugiers. instrument. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, so that's that on the luge. Oh, let me just write that down. Um, what do I uh, what do I have left here? So I think this is my fifth pick. Take Nordic combined. I dare you. I'm not fucking taking Nordic combined. Not a chance. Uh, so I'll take luge off, uh, and I'm gonna take uh, another skiing event, which is the uh, second best skiing event. It's the ski jumping. Cause uh, who doesn't love a good oh, ski so boring. jump? What are you talking about? They're so all boring. They're all. It's all just a giant cliff. Well, okay. You're telling me what I should take cross country skiing? Um, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, look at the other options here. Uh, there's nothing better 
than and easier to watch and perhaps more exhilarating than the ski jump um, where, you know, you're like fucking, you know, rocketing off this huge infrastructure um, and you're going very, very high in the air. You know, what's it called? Eddie the Eagle. That was a movie they made about ski jumping. See, they made about a movie about ski jumping. And nobody make a movie about, you know, the biathlon. They made a movie about the- dodgeball. About what? Well, dodgeball, sure. They made a movie but- about dodgeball and yeah, wrestling. But I'd rather be doing dodgeball than doing the luge. So, you know, I don't know why you're, you know, well, there's nothing wrong with the dodgeball, first of they all. Also make movies about going to war. I bet you don't want to go to war, do you? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but I just, I mentioned the movie just to point out how exciting it is um, compared to the other sports, which are not movie worthy. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's the ski jumping. In- inherently terrifying. But that that's what makes it so much cooler that there are people who are willing to do that. And my final pick, I'm taking the skeleton. All right. It's God. got all the benefits of luge, except it's a little bit more dangerous. It's a little, uh, more, it's a little know, less cowardly. <laughs> yeah, a little less cowardly, a little more dangerous, uh, however you want to frame it. Uh, so, so there. And you're talking about ski jumping, exhilarating. Try watching someone slide fa- face first on the ice. All right. Talk about exhilarating. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a terrible draft efficiency, though. This could do take luge and skeleton back to back, in basically drafting the same sport twice and having zero variety. Um, so he has none of the uh, the cross country skiing sports, which uh, is a big detriment to your team. Definitely a huge, massive. Oh, detriment. I'm sure. Massive I'm sure it's a detriment. massive detriment Get out of here. to not That's have cross country skiing. It's better than having two of the same event. I got to tell you that. And uh, that's, that's one of the thing. benefits well, of my yeah, team. I've, I have two times something good. So No, you don't. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you have two, t- two times uh, of the two worst sliding sports there are. Um, actually, you know, because actually yeah, with Lucian Skeleton, I have two people sliding on the ice. And with Bobsled, you have four. So who really has too much sliding on the ice going on? Uh, you know what? You take double the time though, so you got to put a skeleton athlete down. You got to put a uh, and then a luge athlete down. You got to wait for them to finish and shit. Uh, meanwhile, you send four bobsliders sending at the same time. It's record efficiency. So I don't know what you're talking about. Too much line. It's efficient. All right, we send people down to the bottom of the mountain faster than your fucking skeleton athletes could even you know dream of. Dream of. All right, you got you got wait. We you yeah. are now on the bobsled committee. I'm straight up a bobsled enthusiast now. Uh, just just as a result of this draft. Uh, and uh, I'm an advocate. I am part of the bobsledding lobby. Um, catch me in Ottawa. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, here I am. Bi- biathlon, cross-country skiing, Nordic combined. Now, I cannot let me let me take you through the process here. I cannot possibly take cross-country skiing um, because, uh, well, I mean, that would, that would just be a terrible pick. I'm just losing money at that point uh, because uh, I could just take the biathlon, which has cross-country skiing and shooting. Um, and also Nordic combined, you know, we talked about it before off the air, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's got, you know... It, the women aren't allowed to compete in the Olympics in Nordic combined. Uh, and so that makes it a shit sport um, because uh, yeah, that's not good. So uh, yeah, th- the bye-bye Nordic combined. Uh, I don't even know what you were about. No idea, but uh, I'll take the biathlon. Um, you know, you got some uh, shooting. Why not? You're fucking, you know, you're, you're, you're skiing around then you got a gun on your back and you shoot some targets. It's, it's fun. It's fun. And I got more cross country skiing than you do. I just went cross country skiing this morning good time uh and uh you know you'll have to see it you'll have to see it i have no idea how the my mechanics of biathlon works like i don't know what happens if you miss the target to get a time penalty i don't know what the fuck's going on uh but uh seems fine seems fine and it's better than taking two of the same sport better than me drafting ski jumping twice in a row uh people will be roasting for it uh and i do the same for you 
the ski jump and the backwards ski jump. Ooh. Anyway, uh, my team is ice hockey, freestyle skiing, figure skating, speed skating, luge, and skeleton. Too much fucking skating. Team Too much skating. Is curling, bobsleigh, alpine skiing, snowboard, jump skiing, and biathlon. So I'll let all you listeners be the judge of that one, yes. as we do all the time. Yes, zero. Oh no, you have one snow sport. That's awful. One off. This is the whole point of this is snow. This guy took freestyle skiing as his lone snow representative. Well, I got a bunch of ice. Whatever, ice is yeah, cold. Well, and it's ice in the is winter. hard. Ice stinks. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. Ice, ice. You know what they should do? They should just take all the summer Olympic sports and put them in snow or ice. Ice <laughs> volleyball. Fucking ice handball. <laughs> what else do they have? Snow badminton. There we go. We're just coming up with great ideas here. Um, one after the other. All right. So that's the draft. Um, and I think that's the episode. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Any, any, uh, you want to plug your team any further? Because I think everybody sees your team lacks representation. Your team lacks quality. Your team lacks efficiency. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's the only case I'll make. Because I, I stand by the quality of my team. I think my team is okay. So you should vote for it. <laughs> Oof. A glowing endorsement of his own team. <laughs> the hum- you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you one thing. It's that you have humility. Uh, and but but it pro- <laughs> seems all, okay for all the right See, reasons. I'm, every week, oh, every time we do a draft, I brag about my team because I really do believe it's great. This week, I I did all right. You know, I passable. Yes. All right. So the only thing we got left to do is to pick a team to discuss this week. Uh, I'm. We were about to do the Rangers, I think, and then we realized that last week was only a half week. But it doesn't look like the Rangers play like at all this week. They don't. They don't play a lot. This yeah, week. All yeah right. no, it's not happening. I'm just looking. I noticed looking at, at tomorrow and Tuesday schedule that uh, Ottawa plays twice in those two days. Yeah. Do we want? Do we want to do all the right, Sens? Let's let's do the Sens. All right. Yeah, they they've got at least three games this week. Uh, four actually. We'll be watching the Ottawa Senators. Four times. And we'll be talking about them a week from today on Sunday, February 13th. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Fusion and Speed Skating Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can follow us each on Twitter at Alex's New Handle at Taisefu. Thank you and yeah, all that other stuff. The end. Mm-hmm.